the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Reaching the right users at the right time is crucial for any successful marketing campaign, and app marketing is no exception. Through keyword and market insights, searchads.com can help your Apple search ads campaign to find the most valuable prospects and convert them into users in the most effective way possible. Advanced automation tools can take care of the busy work so you can focus on the things that really matter. Go to searchads.com to start your free trial today. That, once again, is searchads.com. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content, action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and revenues. And what I've found and what I love about this job is I get to talk to some amazing, amazing, amazing entrepreneurs, bring them on, really learn from them, and hopefully develop a theme that you guys could then use to grow your respective businesses. Today, I've got two phenomenal guests right now. They are the co-founders of Vidlet. It's a mobile video insights platform that connects the top brands with users, with their customers directly for market research. So their users can create videos for these top brands. I want to learn how about how they went about building this platform, how they came up with their, the brands that they got to work with these amazing brands. And then what came first, the chicken and our egg, right? The, the brands or the users. So joining me today are the co-founders of Vidlit. We've got Doreen Lorenzo and Patricia Roller. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Hi, Steve. So you guys have a background from frog design. You know, talk to me about your journey in what happened with the frog design and then now where you are with Vidlet. Because I'm always interested to know, you know, where the career changes end up happening. Yeah, so I started at frog design around the time when uh, we started working with Apple. Mm. And uh, Steve Jobs. So Steve Jobs brought the company from Germany, where I'm right now, um, to uh, to Silicon Valley to help him innovate. And how that bridges to Whitlet is that um, he was known. There are stories about him him hiding in the bushes uh, in Palo Alto to watch people go to the Apple Store. And, um, and in some ways, this kind of voyeurism, and I know Doreen hates when I use that word, but this <laughs> kind of like curiosity is what we do with Whitlet when we interview mm. people on their phone. And I think, you know, coming out of the design world, right? Design is all about insights. And what we learned with insights is you got to get to the real people. Yeah. And the, the quicker you can get to the real people, the more you'll understand what's the product and service that you're going to be designing. And what we also learned is 
people form their own stories. So they have their own truths about what they think something is. And all of a sudden you come with this mobile video, a whole bunch of mobile videos. And it's like, yeah. Ooh, that's not exactly what you thought it was. So you're really bringing truth and you're doing it easily, simply. Um, you know, in our world, Patricia, years back, I mean, we'd have to, you know, travel the globe and it was super expensive. And, you know, that was, it was a big deal. I mean, now it's, you get a call, it's like 24 hours, you've got this, this rolling, it's, it's simple. I know, Patricia, you went on to sell the company Frog Design as well. The, the thing that I want to talk to you about is what were you seeing in the market for Vidlet that said, hey, there is a market for what we're going to build to? I mean, as Doreen already mentioned, I saw that how expensive it is for our customers at Frog, big brands like HP, right? I mentioned Apple, Motorola, um, to really understand their customers and for us to pick up our bags. Doreen, you and I were talking about our team being in Kabul in Afghanistan, right? Um, so people really had to spend a lot of money um, and time to go find customers. And what we are now realizing with Vidlet, when we went into people's homes to interview them about an experience or a hospital or a factory, wherever we went, they would clean up for us. Like you mentioned earlier, Steve, being camera ready, right? <laughs> so imagine going into someone's home, they clean up before you show up. So you never really saw them authentically. That's what we are learning with mobile video is that we interview people once and we make it very easy for them to, you know, not do it in one session, but doing it multiple sessions. And like I mentioned to you before, um, people show up the way they are. We don't mm -hmm. become camera ready anymore. And that's exactly what you want to have in the innovation process, right? You want people the way they are and not the way marketing believes they are. I didn't know if you, and I guess you you have this like insider insight, right? Because I do think that when I talk to a lot of these app developers with app ideas, like what's the insider insight? What's the insider advantage that you have? And for you guys, it would have been, hey, we work with these top brands already. We know the struggles they have when it comes to customer research and designing the products for the customer. And so one, if we needed to build Vidlet and talk to these big brands, it's easy. It's just a phone call away. We already work with them. It's easy and it's not right. I mean, I mean, app development is interesting because when we actually build our app, we had to eat our own dog food and we really had to learn um, what, what it takes to interview people on their phone. So we had to almost go through the same process and, and ask like, Hey, are we doing this right? Is this intuitive for you? Do you know what you need to do? Um, do you know that the valuable content you give us is actually uploading? Yeah. Do you know that you're actually getting paid once your content uploads? So those, these were all things that we had to learn. And, and like I said, eat our own dog food, do our own research. And I, I also think, Patricia, from the brand perspective, they had, you know, they had done things one way. And so to all of a sudden introduce something different was scary for them too. It's like, well, wait a second, I'm going to travel around the world with you and we're going to go have great dinners in Rome and go interview one person. And you're telling me we're not going to do that anymore. And so that was a big change for the, the brands too. How were they um, used to doing it, Doreen? 
well, just that, like one person all the way to Rome. That's great. Sign would hire a, a design research team. And it's still done, by the way, Steve. This is not that it's gone away, but you'd hire a team mm-hmm. and, and it would be the, and you would travel. You put together this team of people and you travel to, to, you know, several cities around the world. I mean, when we were at Frog, we, you know, we'd have teams that in one shop would go to Rio or, and, and, you know, in Europe somewhere in Asia. And they, they do this circular tour. They'd be gone for four or five, six weeks and they videotape in people's homes what was interesting is oftentimes you get to somebody's home you'd interview this had interviewed this person on the phone you get there and they're kind of like gonna make it and what we learned with vidlet is man you could read that out really fast right you get this video with somebody that you know is a dud it literally costs you nothing but if you get somebody that's really good, then you can keep going back and asking questions and you're right there. And it's just so much more efficient and the material is so much richer. I mean, it tells stories and it takes away the intimidation. When Patricia said to you, you go into someone's house, they clean up and they're like, oh, I have to entertain you. You're in my house. Whereas like right. you put that mobile phone up in front of you, there's nobody there. I'm going to tell you every, every, everything about me. And some, in some cases you're like, whoa, too much information, you know? Mm-hmm. Are these like live calls or are they like, Hey, review a per- certain, certain products. I'm familiar with beta testing.com user testing.com. I'm familiar with all these products. They, they're more like, you know, web type products where people can look at your app. People can look at your website, give you feedback on them. Are you guys going after physical products or what? You're doing both. Um, and so it is like that, but it's always video, 100% video people uh-huh. telling us an, about an experience. Like we just recently did something, um, it is both physical and an AI driven, um, like using your voice to to interact with something, right? So we had the, the physical device, uh, now no longer called Alexa here. Um, and and we had the interaction, like what does it take to, to run something with voice? Um, and so it's all show me, show me, show me, and then tell me. Um, so that you can really understand what an experience is like. So user testing is really just telling you what's happening on the screen, right? And I love user testing, by the way, uh, great product, but it doesn't tell you why it's happening. Hmm. It, it doesn't tell you why, why, why something isn't working. And it doesn't tell you about the customer that's using it. What we want to understand for, the, for our clients is what, what is what makes these people tick? Why are they going to buy your product? What's hmm. their problem? that you're trying to solve for. So then you're going to make a better product or service when you understand that problem. And that's what we're getting to. And it's, and what we also learned is our, our goal is to try to match the quant, you know, it's quantifying and qualifying, right? So you'll get people who will do, you know, metrics driven. Are you healthy? Yes. And then you go into their house and there's like, you know, they're not, you can see it by the visuals and looking at it. That's what we're trying to get to, right? We're trying to get to the truth where you can see it. Video, you know, it's hard on a mobile phone to have lying video because it's just, you know, it's pretty rudimentary. So it's it's hard to do that. So you get, get a lot of truth there. Dorian, on that note, how do you get your customers to talk about themselves in a way that's informative to the product? Yeah, it's the questions you ask. We laugh because this was a big, I mean, Patricia and I talked about this a lot in the development of the company. How are you going to get people to do this? You know what we learned, Steve? Give people a mobile camera in a, in a room, ask them questions, and they rip. They just go. 
are you saying like you're asking them live or just like, hey, here's a list of questions that we want you well, to go through? The questions that we call the questions. Yeah, describe to, to describe to Steve how it how it works. You yep. are you are chosen for a, a, a study. Yep. So it's definitely in in how we ask the questions. But first, even when we recruit people, we tell them what we want from them, right? We want to empower you to give us feedback on an experience. So rather than going to Yelp and ripping into an experience where no one listens, give us the experience. And when you empower people to give you feedback, it's incredible what comes out. And especially like the more difficult the subject sometimes, the more motivated people are. I'll give you an example. We did a study with Parkinson's patients. You would not think that Parkinson's patients will download an app and give you feedback, right? They already have motor skill issues. Um, Many are older. They may not be that tech savvy. You ask a patient about their experience and they won't stop talking. And so that's exactly what we are looking for because they finally feel like someone's listening. And this is not, you know, just deep empathy. This could be a Porsche driver finally getting access to his favorite brand or her favorite brand. So there's always an emotional trigger that makes people talk. What, how do you, so, and I asked this because, and I think this is, goes along with what you're saying too, Patricia, when you're like, Hey, we ate our own dog food. Like here's what we had to do. And so is it as simple as just saying, Hey, Patricia, like, what is your experience with Vidlet? And then getting them to roll or like, do you want to be like, lead them? Like, did you find it easy for you to know that you got paid? Did you know that it was already uploaded? You know, like all these things. So like, cause I'm very curious. Cause I do believe in like when I guess where I'm trying to get at selfishly is helping in the people in the audience who are like, people are downloading my app, but they're not using it. What am I doing wrong? How do I find this product market fit? How do I get people to, how do I ask people the right questions? So I understand what I need to build next or what sucks with my product. Yeah. I think definitely taking the must customer mindset is one thing, but I I give you an example. We we, um, tested a cooking app over the holidays (laughs) And uh, we actually gave people the stove with the app. So, of course, they were motivated to give us feedback, right? Okay, because I got to be an expert see- soon. <laughs> <laughs> What's the interaction between the cooking app and the device or the product? And there were so many little things. Like the app would probably work at times really well. But it had the wrong cultural context. Like this was in the U.S., in New York, over Christmas, And uh, the recipes that came up were Beef Wellington because the app was developed in the UK. That is such a small issue to an app developer. It's huge to an end customer because here I am on Christmas and I want to cook and you give me a food that's culturally irrelevant. So that was one thing. And then there are often apps often don't live on their own, right? they often interact with a device. And in this case, you could do 95% on the app but there were moments where you had to physically push a button and you have to kind of set expectations with customers because they were like, I'm now sitting on my couch and you asked me to get back up to push that physical button. So there are often other interactions. I think I mentioned earlier already like Alexa, right? It's often, there is often a physical connection too. Um, And so the, the app could be perfect, but you have to think about it in its whole ecosystem. And also I think, what you're describing with some of your audience developing new apps is exactly 
why we develop Bidlet, which is what's the problem you're trying to solve? Right. Who are you trying to solve that problem for? And is it worth solving? And until you understand your users and understand those needs, you could be spinning your wheels until you find that out. Right. You know, and what we are finding is we get all this information. It makes it easy for our customers to truly understand. I mean, and pivot, right? Oh, we can't do things the way we thought we were going to do it because they're telling us something totally different. Even if it's really painful for them to hear, right. it's important information. And that's that's the product development roadmap. And I, that's what we learned being in the design world for so long, right? It's like so many people make products for themselves or that they think are right and not really for the customers. And we were trying to, you know, Vidlet was really also born out of, hey, let's cut that cost down because these right. companies spend so much time and money doing this. And if you simply just understood the problem and the user, boy, could that take a, you know, could save you a lot of money. Yeah, and, and the reality is that there, there are statistics that um, 70, and some people say in some industry, as much as 90% of products fail in the market. Fail outright, you might as well stay in bed in the morning and not get up. 80, 90% of products. If you think about that, that's your listeners too, right? They are creating something right now that the market does not want. It's not me telling them that. It's like, right. it's a statistic, right? right. right. So... So yeah. how do we how do we better cut through that right. to get them to understand how to make a better product? That's what this is all about, a better product or service so that you can be successful in the marketplace. So let me understand the process, process a little bit, and I'll break it down to the users or to the listeners as well. So Bidlet has experts. You can join, and you have to apply to become an expert, and then we'll get matched with the brand who's looking for someone like us to hopefully get some feedback on. Now, when the brand comes to you, is it just like, hey, here's our template questions? This is what we normally ask, or do the brands come up with the questions, or do you guys sort of guide them with the questions too? A little bit of both. I mean, brands are often used to ask questions the way they ask them in a survey. And they so they will I often see. ask you, what is that experience like? And what we have learned, and it's not that difficult, anyone can do it uh, once you see the responses, is the, to ask the why question. Why do you like it? Why do you not like it? Right, so we tweak the questions a little bit to get really more the emotional um, feedback because the what people like or yes or no's you can do in a survey. But the deeper insights um, come from asking why and for people to show you. Doreen mentioned earlier healthy eating. Um, so we asked people to show us their pantry when they said they're healthy eaters. And they had already said they are healthy eaters. For them, healthy eating meant 100 calorie products. So 100 calories of chunk is still healthy eating for some people. And that's a reality, right? Um, it's not bad. It's, it's just what it is. So when you talk then to someone about healthy and especially these emotional words like healthy, clean, mm -hmm. easy, difficult, you have to understand why it is that way. I like that. So they already come with it. So for those who are not familiar with what types of questions to ask your users, you know, I, I read this article from the Raul who created Superhuman, that email app. He was talking about product market fit and like all these growth hackers are like, hey, you want to be like 40% of your users should be very disappointed if they didn't have your app. Right. And so I like that. I was like, hey, there's a format that we can follow quantitative. Are we doing the right thing? 
and the questions that he was asking was like, what type of people do you think would both benefit from Vidlit? What is the main benefit that you receive from Vidlit and how can we improve it? So Patricia, your thing would be like, all right, why? Would you mix up any of these questions and be like, hey, instead of a what, say why? Definitely would ask the why, but the nice thing about asking people through a mobile video is you ask them any question just to get them started mm. and about the experience, you listen to what they have to say. And then it's almost like a conversation. Like yeah. we are talking right now, it's asynchronous, but it's like a conversation. So I learn from you. I ask the next question. It's not this one time, let me draft the perfect questions to ask you. Um, I think you need the humility to say, I don't maybe even know what to ask you. That's how we started with the, the Parkinson's patients, right? The, the subject was deep brain stimulation. I am not an expert in deep brain stimulation. So we went in front of them and we said, tell us what that's like first. And then we asked the questions. Mm. I like so that. I you're going back multiple, you're going back multiple times to, you can go back multiple times to people to ask more questions right. and they know that. And they actually like that. Most yeah. people love that. Wait, so is it, is it one-on-one -on -one with live video or is it just like, Hey, here's a questionnaire. It's asynchronous okay. with mobile video, right? Got it. So it's, got it, got it, but got you it. can keep asking questions. So once we have engaged someone and we send them a follow-up question, they will normally respond in 24 hours. That's cool. Are, are you, are your brands getting on video too and being like, Hey, thank you for blah, 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 blah. And then asking those questions, or is it just like text questions? It's, it is text questions. It okay. would actually be nicer to engage them. Right. Or at, at one point we had the idea, it would be great in the car industry. If the CEO of let's say Volkswagen would say, Hey customers, I want your opinion, right? It's me. I want to hear from you. We'll build that in the future, I would say. So <laughs> it's coming. You know, good idea. Um, <laughs> I was just I curious. Think we have barely scratched the surface of engaging. I mean, people engage video on the entertainment side, on the casual side, but in business, I think it's it's still relatively early. And that includes video conferencing, right? There's still so much that can be done. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of just being able to talk to your users and doing things that don't scale, right? Like I will, we do have clients that we work with and I'll get on calls and I'll just batch all my calls in one day so that I can just literally AB test on the fly, right? And I'm like, oh, I said, this is one client. They liked it. Okay, let me try it again. They didn't like it again. Okay, so now I get that visual. And I think what you guys are trying to do is, hey, there's something to getting people to get emotions. Like if they just fill out a form and just said, hey, I like this about certain things. What I'm looking for when I'm showing any type of product is like, is there any facial movement? Is there like real excitement and motion coming through? Because if it's not, and they're just like, yeah, I would totally use this app. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You're just trying to be nice to me, right? And so maybe having them be on video, because I think Patricia, like one of the things I'm thinking about too, is like getting people on video, it's kind of hard. Like me, I would be like, I'm super vain. I'm not quite video ready. I probably want to do my hair a little bit, maybe put change my t-shirt. How do you get people to like overcome that? I think initially, definitely with um, the mission of what we want to accomplish and really understand, I mean, car industry is interesting. People love to talk about their cars, right? So there are some in industries where it's a little bit easier, healthcare. Um, there are industries that are a little bit harder. 
Um, but we just did a study with, um, for example, in education with professors and educators. And we thought this would be a very hard group to get to. It was over the summer. Um, they're all on vacation. And it was amazing how much content we were getting from them, how motivated they were post-COVID to talk about how to um, move education forward in a digital world. Mm. So I think you always just have to find the emotional connection for people to talk to. If I would maybe call you up and say like, hey, can we talk about podcasting or marketing or, you know, you would talk to me. Yeah, for sure. I'll talk to you. And then, I, and then I tell you, I pay you a couple of hundred dollars. You would talk to me. Well, you had also, me at marketing. But <laughs> it doesn't make but also, <laughs> when I, if I said I was coming to your house and I was bringing a crew, then you'd like comb your hair and you'd get ready. But if I sent you a sign in and logged into an app mm. and there was nobody around, you'd be surprised that people are much more open to just, you know, put news in the video and just, and just telling you the story. They don't feel like they have to be camera ready. And I think that's what probably surprised me the most is that that's where the authenticity comes in. They just want to tell you that they just want to tell you about what you're asking them because it means something to them. Yeah, they're getting some money for it, but it's also you're asking their opinion and they just want to tell you about it. And so it's less about um, the marketing side and making things perfect. And it's more really that, I, mean, I keep using the term authenticity, but that's what I, I am blown away often by what people will tell you on this, just using the app. You're like, whoa, wow. Like they're just, they just share all sorts of stuff. And they show you stuff all over their house, their cars, their offices, outside. They have no problems doing that. Like they just flip that phone around. They show you a bunch of stuff. That, that to me is the benefit of something like this because you, you take down all the guards and you're really getting to understand who is your user. And then that really helps these companies come up with better ideas for products. I'm going to make an assumption here, Doreen, that it was pretty easy for you guys to get these brands. So correct me if I'm wrong, okay? To get them over because your frog design days, you're, you're like, hey, here's what we're trying to do. How was it getting experts on board? And did you guys in the very beginning have a like, hey, these are the types of experts and the types of brands that we want to first start off with and then still expand? Because, you know, at Marketplace super hard. You got to get the supply and you got to get the demand as well. Hey, Patricia, do you want to tell them, tell them the, the true story here about eating our own dog food? <laughs> well, first of all, the clients were not lining up despite our frog history, just to be um, very candid with you and simply because it was a new way of doing things um, and listening to you know customers on video, they didn't always like it. In fact, they would often say, that's not my customer. That's not, that, that customer is slower income. And we would go like, no, this is a teacher in Detroit. Sorry, that is your customer, right? So that was the first uh, obstacle. But to answer your question, we started with a very humble group. Um, we do a lot of social media marketing. Initially put out ads on Instagram, Facebook, um, things like that. And now what we are doing is pretty much the Tupperware system. We ask um, people to refer other people. Because if you drive, let's say, a a VW, there's a very good chance that your friends maybe drive a VW, right? Or that you know other people. Um, if you have um, MS, you are most likely in a group with people that have MS. 
So we have incentivized our participants and they trust us, right? Because now they have done a couple of interviews with us. We treat them well, we pay them. Um, they'll recommend their friends. All right, Patricia, that, I'm grew get... over, that grew over time, but we used to joke, I mean, Patricia and I pretty much could pick up a call or write an email to most CEOs when we were at Frog around the world and they would answer us. Then we got to Vidlet, they didn't answer us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I used yes, to work for. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I used to work for Walmart.com, and I ran all their paid, paid PPC search back yeah. in the day. And it's like, yeah, I felt the same thing. It's like, oh man, all these phone calls. <laughs> hey, it's Walmart, you know. But it was good for us because that really makes you build the business up in a, in a way. You know, it wasn't easy, right? Mm. That's a good thing, you know, because it really makes you begin to think about what is, what is this? What does this have to be? What do we have to be doing? Um, and it's, uh, it, it, it makes you constant, humility is great and rethinking what you're supposed to do and how you do it is also a really good thing as you, as you're developing any new business. Um, so, and having fortitude to stay in the game. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The, just to get a little bit more detailed, I'm going to, are you guys doing, are you timing the re referral ask for any like, hey, after they get paid, let's let's ask them if they can refer their friends. Are you seeing any any wins from that? Like, what's the best way to get people to refer their friends? So, uh, as a next feature to roll out is we will do it uh, right after people have done their own script, right, their own set of questions. We'll pay them and we'll say like, hey, do you have a friend that would want to do it? Send them the questions. Oh, so we okay. trust them that they, um, and we'll, we'll test it ourselves, whether it works, right? Um, and of course, we'll have to make sure that it doesn't get spammed and that people are, you know, that, that it's working. We have to really do our own research, but that's the goal. Yeah. Right, Patricia, right now, we it. do it very manually. We have actually even done uh, work with nonprofits. Um, we did a study with Hunger at Home, and we asked them to ask a couple of their donors to come in and then they can make a donation we have done actually quite a few donation drives because um some participants let's say a porsche owner doesn't necessarily need another 100 150 200 to give us 15 minutes of their time right, right. but they may want to donate and so we have used it as a trigger too that's a great idea that's a great idea all right. You said it wasn't as easy as you would have thought, Steve, to get these brands, initial brands to work with us. How did you guys convince them to get the, to start working with Vidlet? Show me, you know, the show more me. we were, the more we were able to do, the more videos we were able to show people, the more it was like, oh, okay, we should pay attention to this. You know, it only takes one or two people to say, let me, let me try this with you. And then all of a sudden you have these videos that um, don't really exist in the market the mm. way we do, you know, we do them. And, you know, it's like, let, let's pay attention. And the barrier to entry is pretty low. It's inexpensive for these brands to, to kind of jump on this by comparison to what they're paying for this type of market research. So it just is fortitude, you know, to stay in the game and um, keep showing them stuff. Yeah. Persistence, get that one or two initial yeses. Once you have that, you can roll that up into more. Same thing with the podcast stuff too. <laughs> I get one or two big names and like, it makes it easier for everybody else to say yes as well. I like that. 
or okay so the last thing i want to hit on is what, what i'm a little bit confused on if i'm using vidlet to sort of record my video and i'm let's say there's an app component do i share my screen or do i need a different phone to then share the screen of the phone how does that work just curious so if we really do need what's happening on the screen we actually do use user testing oh, okay <laughs> and upload those videos to the same um, platform so a big component is not only the app, but how do you manage all these videos, right? Because you can imagine we actually just did a study where we had 2,222 videos, uh, minutes of video. Sheesh. That is a lot of video. I mean, imagine your podcast and you have- you I know, can't even 2000. edit down 30 minutes. Okay, Patricia, I can't imagine. <laughs> so a lot of, uh, of the magic is actually in the back end in how do we manage all this- um, content yeah. to really get to insights very fast and that's where we then upload also what's happening on the screen so you can actually do that on apple really well on android not so easy but people just submit whatever they have recorded when they, whenever they have recorded the experience but oh, the goal is ultimately to integrate that into the app a user it. testing type application Right. But I think Patricia brought it up. It's about getting the insights, right? So right. the quicker that we can get to the insights and we can see that through, you know, through the AI, you begin to see patterns that emerge and that's what you're bringing forward. That, that happens really fast. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all the success, guys. If you guys wanted to be a participant, just go to vidlet.com. And if you obviously are a brand and want to work with them, get some good feedback, qualitative feedback, where you can actually sense the emotion of the user go to that same website, vidlet.com. Lorraine, I mean, Doreen, Patricia, kind of put you guys' names together. Is there anything I missed that you want to make sure we come for? No? I, hey, I think for your users is, you know, starting a business is fabulous and it's exciting. It's also really hard. Yeah. And you have to understand all of those. You have to manage those emotions. And the more that you listen really hear and understand your users, the more the, you have a better chance of success with that. that. But Steve off podcast, I have a question for you. Okay. Well, what are you still recording, Patricia? But go ahead. What, what do I think of what? <laughs> what do you think of Flutter? Flutter. Oh, okay. The, the platform. So I'm not a coder, but I know a lot of, here's how I judge it. I don't have any experience with it. I don't code, but I know a lot of bigger apps being built on Flutter. So it's an mm -hmm. indication that like, hey, one of the apps I just had on the podcast that Reflectly, they're doing well, really well as a journaling app and they're based on Flutter. So I'm pretty, mm -hmm. pretty I would say I like it as a platform. And, I, and that's the recommendation just because I can see from the search queries too, doing my YouTube research and all that stuff that there's a lot of Flutter, Flutter content. So mm -hmm. I think it's a great cross- Plus, you know, obviously Google and some, so it's a great, yeah, cross-platform engine. Yeah. yeah, looking at what you do, I would think that for scalability, especially internationally, it's it's probably, yeah, that's why it's, even if you're not a coder, I thought you, you probably know. Yeah, I did know how to code, but I was like, you know what, I'm probably a better marketer, so I should probably stop giving up coding. I used to, you guys are in the Bay Area, I used to like, back when I was starting this stuff, I used to code on BART and just like try to build my own apps. That's how I first started getting into this space. And so I was coding on BART and I use Flutter wasn't around, but I use some other like 
cross-platform engine because it was not i try to learn objective c i try to learn all this stuff is way too over my head and they were built on javascript and i knew php and html and that stuff and so i was like i i, I understand this code the other stuff i don't understand as much but i understand this code so i was able to build apps that way too i like what you said about when you left walmart.com that's actually such a common experience yeah like where we leave environments. I, I saw that a lot in my venture world when I was investing in startups where people would leave like Google and, and, and companies like that. And then it would be very humble to get your company off the ground, right? Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, well, you started two companies. So now it's like, hey, congratulations to you. Anything you did after selling off Frog, Frog Design? What do you mean? To celebrate. <laughs> Patricia's no. a big win. No, no, no. <laughs> Fly around the world. Jory knows me. Like I live in the black forest. Oh, I, I'm originally from the black forest. Uh -huh. uh, we actually have songs that tell you like work, 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 make money, and then die. <laughs> um, that's how fancy I am. <laughs> you know, Patricia's a wonderful. What she did was she she um she really encouraged a lot of businesses to try to get off the ground in terms yeah. of getting into kind of an you know venture world it was pretty amazing you know got out there and, and and wanted to help all these unique startups i think that's that's impressive because a lot of people you know you're right they'll take their money and they'll build a big house and they'll travel around the world but you really jumped into wanting to help all these these businesses and look at all this new technology and yeah you know Sitting well, still was not, you weren't going to do that. <laughs> Kudos to you both. You guys built an amazing company twice over. So congrats on that. Patricia, Doreen, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. So besides Vidlet, give us another app that we should definitely check out. Uh, I'm, I am always obsessed on like dark sky. Why? I love their, the accuracy of their, they're the most, for me, the most accurate weather. So I'm like, I, I live in Austin, Texas. You never know the weather changes in like 30 minutes. And so <laughs> I know that's like, not, I love it, not sexy at all, but I think they're the best weather app. Trisha, you got one? Work, 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 me, work, work. I mean, I, I like Calm, the meditation app, and especially with COVID, I think a lot of people learned to bring the temperature down in their lives. And so Calm is one I, I personally like because it's beautifully done. Um, but yeah, meditation apps are what church used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Gives Patricia a little bit of a break from all the work that she's doing as well. All right, guys, the website is Bidlet, or you can search for the app as well, bidlet.com. There, you can then apply to begin, become an expert. So if you want to get paid for your expert advice, go check out bidlet.com. And obviously, if you're looking for some really good user feedback, go to bidlet.com. Anywhere else, Patricia, Doreen, that you want to send the user if they want to connect with you personally? You can, they can go to our Facebook page too, and Instagram and TikTok and connect with us that. there just everywhere. I love it. Yep. Guys, congrats on all the success. And thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you all for listening. I'll see you all right, bye. on the next chat. Want to increase your downloads and revenue? Check out our new ASO master service where we help you with ASO, optimizing your revenue, and we'll even manage your Apple search ads and Google ads. Learn more at asomasters.com.
Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.